I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I fucking give up. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. Hi. How you doing? Hello. Hey. Hey. How am I doing? I'm sitting in my closet as the cleaning person bangs around behind me. So you may hear some clanging. Um, you will not hear Coco. Oh, I don't think. She did make that one guest appearance that was really enjoyable. She did. <laughs> That's right. She's outside right now, and I might burst into tears if I talk too much about it. She had to sleep outside last night. Oh, really? What's... It's really sad. Health? It's like the saddest. She had surgery on a little thing on her eye that got really, really big within a couple of months. Um, and it had been there for a couple of years, but then all of a sudden, over a two-month period, she was scratching at it. So they removed it, and then while she was under anesthesia, they cleaned her teeth. This is, in case you didn't know, you sort of have to, if you get your dog's teeth cleaned, you normally have to put them under. I honestly didn't even know anything about dog tooth cleaning until I got a dog and they gave me a toothbrush at the vet. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, not gonna, not up for that quite yet. I'm pretty sure they do have like some dental, dental like chews that you can possibly use. Those never really worked on my dogs and in fact it would upset their stomachs see and i've heard that a lot like that has been the general message from everyone is you can try these chews but they didn't work for me so everyone that i've talked to about it has had their dog put under and had the teeth cleaned yeah and it's not an inexpensive procedure yes i have definitely heard that as well the amount of money that i have spent on gogo -Go in the last week is oh wow so dogs are not inexpensive at all, nor are they inexpensive when it comes to emotion, the emotional toll as well. But that surgery went well, right? It went well. They had to remove a tooth. And he he called me before he put her under and he said, we may as well clean her teeth because she's so, she's so old. He didn't. He said that very gently that she's going to get to an age where we can't do this anymore and we may as well clean her teeth while she's down. So... He found a tooth that needed to be removed. Her eye surgery went well. She was really dazed and like out of it when we picked her up. But oh wow, yeah, can you hear her? She's I can't. Okay, and um, they they told me that she should be eating soft food for several days because of her tooth. It would hurt her to chew. So they sold sense. me, yeah, so they sold me, now this is the vet selling me this, the vet sells me some wet food, it's very different than what she normally eats, she's been eating Canada for 
her entire life. Right. Hard candidate. And within uh, two days, she developed raging, raging, raging diarrhea. Did you give your GI issue to your dog, Heather? <laughs> I don't have raging diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of pleasant right now. Um, That's it. Seems odd. I am not a vet. I'm not questioning vets. It just seems odd to give a dog. I mean, I everything I've ever heard about pets is that they can be really sensitive to changes in food. So I understand, like, you know, give her soft food. That makes sense to me. But to give a new dog food. I mean, I have limited experience with Lily, but when they recommended after she had that vomiting issue, it was like rice and ground beef. Rather than an actual food, they recommended people food. Mm. It just seems it seems strange because it seems like that would really throw, like clearly throw everything off. Yeah, I should have been smart and just uh, soaked her food in water for like five or six months. I should have I should have done that. But they were like, yeah, you can give her wet food and that'd be, you know, totally fine. And I thought, well, this will be a treat for her because she's been under anesthesia. I took her to the horrible place and did horrible things to her. <laughs> yes, that guilt. At first, it was really bloody, which mm. was tr- troubling. Mm-hmm. So we Googled it and I called the vet and they told me that I could come in and get like a a probiotic for her and just to sort of switch up and just use her own food and she wouldn't eat it last night at all mind you she woke up covered in diarrhea yesterday morning oh. in, her, in her crate so she was outside because of that. she was outside because she has trailed diarrhea all over the house for the last two and a half days um oh. yeah i'm even like in front of us she'll just all of a sudden just so i we have we have to keep her outside right now because it's explosive. It's not safe for all of us necessarily, you know? Oh, yeah. Any word from the vet on what the hell happened? I mean... Um, I we I looked it up and that food was way too rich for her, uh, her, her digestive system. You know, and she's recovering still from surgery and um, we need to... We have to put her on a fast, like a 24-hour fast, and then we're going to do some ground beef and or some chicken, bland chicken and some rice. Wow. So she's okay. I don't know. I mean, she's okay. She's outside on the deck right now with the cone on her head. And I know everybody told me to go get the, the fabric cone or the there's – a, there's apparently like an inflatable cone that you can put around their head that's better than the cone of shame. Yeah, she has the clear plastic one, right? Yeah, that's except like the that, one that they had. Yeah, I looked at the the inflatable ones, and she would still be able to get at her eye. Is the problem with some of them? Ah, uh, okay. She would still be able to scratch it, and we're trying to keep the sutures in her eye from rupturing, and which is smart. So she's got the cone on her head, and she's outside, and her eye as it's healing is crusting. So she looks like she's blind in one eye. It's so sad. Poor dog. The only experience I have is when Lily was spayed and she's like eight months old and has so much energy 
and being put under and going through a surgery knocked her on her ass, like completely on her ass. Right. So I wasn't it sad. It's super. And she, I mean, there was one moment where I think because it was a combination of the drugs and it, and it hurt, she was sitting by the sofa and I put like a blanket down cause she couldn't jump onto the sofa. And then her whole head was hung over and she looked like, you know, like the Pixar desk lamp. She looked <laughs> yeah. like a sad, like a sad desk lamp. <laughs> I think she had just given up on everything. So I can't even imagine to be an older dog mm-hmm. and going through that. Yeah. An older dog who's already slowed down. And right. We are sort of at this point. We're waiting for the diary to end because she's so traumatized by water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's so traumatized by the experience of being washed off that I don't want to cause her any more like trauma right now. So I'm, I ordered her a new dog bed because she's outside on her dog bed. And yesterday when I went to say hello to her, the dog bed was covered in flies because Ugh. Yeah. It's it's really, really, really fucking sad. We're doing the best we can to keep her comfortable. And and I know people are going to be like, why are you making her go outside? Well, the diarrhea is not safe. <laughs> and it is, it, she got it everywhere the first time it happened. We came home and it was up and down the stairs all the way into the living room. Yeah. And I mean, gallons of it, cleaning that up and making sure that no one gets sick, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also, you're right, there will be people who chastise you for being cruel, but when when Lily was throwing up, like, it got to the point where I didn't know when it would stop, but I needed to be able to clean it up, and she was continuously throwing up, so there, like, I didn't have any options, like you did, I didn't really know what to do. She's so tiny that I couldn't put her outside because we have hawks and coyotes. <laughs> yeah. But I like confined her to a corner of the foyer on like pee pads. So if she threw up, it would go on there because I just, I needed two hands to be able to clean up the vomit from her crate, from her bed, from the carpet, because I, I needed to do that and I couldn't do it all at once. So it's not like it's not like she's banished for being bad. I mean, and like you said, her bed is out there and she's, you know, her bed is out there. Checked her, on and her crate is out there. Like we, we made the crate warm last night and the, and having her out there when she had to go to the bathroom, she, she at least didn't, you know, have diarrhea on herself because we checked this morning and it, you know, the crate was clean. She must've gone out to the back. So at least she's not waking up mostly in her feces, which, and it brought back a lot of really, really horrible memories. Um, Yeah. I was going to say some of this sounds familiar, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully it's just the, the combination of surgery, food, and, and then just her age in general, like not quite able to weather that storm. Like she maybe could have five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Not to minimize it or say that it's okay, but Hopefully that's all and it will pass. Yeah. She, like her birthday is the 22nd of October. She'll be 12. Um, Wow. Yeah. So you, 
you won't hear Coco, but you might hear the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it's going right now. I had a very, I had a very tame pet weekend. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. I remember though the the collar. I mean, remember I'm a new dog owner, but she got her, she got spayed, and then I picked her up. And as they were handing me the paperwork and things, the woman said, "Well, she's got an Elizabethan collar." And I'm like, "That is fucking badass. I don't know <laughs> what that is." And then they carry her out. I'm like, "Oh, the cone of shame." I didn't yeah. know it had a, like a fancy name, but Elizabethan collar sounds way cooler. Yeah, I just looked. I looked at the the receipt this morning, and I saw that, and I'm like, "Is that what they're calling it?" <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I feel like there's dignity. really no reason to give it a fancy name because the dogs don't know. It's just the cone of shame. You could, you should just write that on the papers. Cone of shame. Oh, it's tough. Well, just like. I think just like Lily, Coco started to understand how it was working, but then she still, she was following me around and kept bumping into my butt with the, the, oh, yeah. the cone. Oh, yeah. There was a point where, and I think I mentioned this, like Lily had figured out that it sort of widened her. So she'd have to go around corners wider. And, but then toward the last couple of days, I feel like she just didn't give a shit anymore. So mm-hmm. she'd kind of run into the corner and then drag the cone along the wall and then around the corner. <laughs> she was like, I'm done. Can't do it. But she did adapt to it very quickly. I think once, yeah. the, like once the meds wore off and she was all in her own head, she figured it out and realized what was going on. It got to the point... It got to. Well, it's still, I mean, she's got another week and a half in it, but she, she kept bumping it on the floor and on the wall, and the sound of the cone against the floor and the wall was just like, oh, stop it. Oh, yeah. Really, really annoying. And at first, it would actually scare Lily. Like, it would make the noise, and she'd perk up and look around, and then bend down and it would scrape again. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, it's almost like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, because it's constant. It's like boom, like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I do feel though, like it just looks so damn uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And and I like you can get the the cloth one or the inflate just to have something around your head all the time, and then to have to sleep like that. I yeah. I just felt bad. I mean, I know I know why they do it. I know it's necessary, but I felt bad. Yeah, and she's trying to scratch her ear or her eye, and she's just scratching the cone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, oh, it's I simultaneously sad, and it's like, dude, you are so dumb. Like, you've been doing this for three days now, and you can't. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I have, I broke my foot once when I was, I don't know, around 10. And I had the cast on for a month, probably. And I would get an itch and still reach down and like scratch the cast because mm. it's just so much of a habit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The outside of Lily's cone had like these raised lines. So whenever she would yeah. scratch, it was like just magnified sound. Oh God. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of scratching, I'm allergic to another med. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah. I think I talked about, they gave me a medication for this other 
GI gave me a medication and I woke up and I was, I either had hives or I was just itching. So I scratched for like hours in the middle of the night. Um, so I couldn't take that anymore. And then my mother got prescribed or not prescribed, but her, her, her doctor told her to take two Pepsid ACs at night before she goes to bed and it would help her. And she had no problems with her gut after that. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to try that. And I woke up in the middle of the night scratching. Oh, God, it was awful. I felt like there were spiders in my bed or bugs in my bed. Um, I thought they had gotten into my hair. I thought they were crawling into my ears. Oh, yeah, Um, that's no good. Yeah. Scratch, 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 scratch. I even got up and I went to the bathroom and I couldn't see because I felt like my, my whole face was blowing up and... You should have just been allowed to enjoy freshly ironed sheets. <laughs> it's really that's all you should have to think about now. And how your next set is neatly folded, tucked mm-hmm. away. I haven't ironed a towel yet. I just haven't gotten to it. I'm I'm you you really do need to report back on that though. I know. I was gonna sit down for this episode and just go, you need to talk because I have nothing positive to say about life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of, one of my updates is, is really not relevant to anything at all, but we talk about music a lot. So I'll just admit to really enjoying this band. I was always a huge fan of blink 182. Who was? I was. I I mean, Blink-182 was basically unavoidable when I was in middle school and high school. You you know them, right? Yes, I do know them. Blink-182. Yeah. And I've played them in the past for Lexton because he's like at the age that I was when I enjoyed it. He liked it. And they released a new album on Friday. Oh, yeah? It's awesome. Like not like nostalgic this is what I remember listening to. So therefore it's good. It's just good. And it's kind of making me remember why I liked blink 182 to begin with. And why was that? They, I don't know if I, I realized it consciously at the time, but I think they're one of the only bands that, that sung about growing up, as a boy, like a, a teenager and into college and the struggles with not really being ready to grow up with kind of being uncomfortable in your own skin with not really being cool and suave. Mm-hmm. And most like male singers didn't sing about that. It was about being really cool and confident. And that's the opposite of what Blink-182 ever sang about. And it's, I mean, it carries over into this new album. And I think it's, I just think it's interesting. No, I never, I don't think I ever really listened to them. So I didn't know about this. Like beyond their big. Yeah. Big hits. And it comes through, I mean, in, I think it was the album Enema of the State that got them, like really propelled them into fame. But even What's My Age Again, like just really being uncomfortable and awkward and it's kind of an interesting, an interesting perspective. And I don't That's know how they're still singing about that at like 45 <laughs> years old, but I respect it. Oh, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like Robert Smith from the cure 
uh, who has been married, I don't like for 30 years to the same person. Wow. And can write about heartache and breaking up and missing somebody like better than anyone. <laughs> That's really fascinating. I didn't, I, yeah. I know the cure, but I'm probably have a similar relationship to them as you do with Blink-182. Yeah. You're like, how did he come up with all that when he's been happily married for 30 years? Like, you know. Well, maybe it's this the idea, though, that because he has all of that, he's just in a position to imagine what it would be like to lose uh, it. Yeah. And Blink-182 has come through, you know, growing up like that. And right. has perspective on it now. True. They're all older. I mean, I don't know much about the band. I don't know if they have kids of their own, but that could be part of it. Kind of now realizing, kind of re-remembering what it was like. I mean, I guess they were still in their 20s when they were singing about this. But as we've definitely discussed on this podcast, men in their young 20s are not grown up. Typically. <laughs> and when you when you have your own kids especially as they get into their teen years, you start to remember what it was like yourself and you have to start to talk about it and try to get your teenage children to understand why they are feeling the way they're feeling. Not always. We're not always successful when we do that. Oh, oh yeah. I think you're almost never successful in the moment. Like as the time goes on, then you become successful. Like things start to click, but... Yeah, uh, Lita missed her bus this morning. <laughs> I, this is kind of a theme now, I think. Oh, Lita she, missing her bus? Yeah. She's really sensitive about it, too, because uh, that late start that they had, or they have a late start on Monday mornings. I don't know why. What's late? Like an hour or... Yeah, like an hour and a half, actually, or something, wow. or al almost two hours. It's like two hours late. But then ends at the same time, so it's a short day. Yeah, and huh. uh, she, her her bus driver this year is apparently missing a part, a functioning part of the brain, and um, <laughs> sometimes shows up, sometimes doesn't, says she's going to show up at a certain time, but then doesn't, and I either Lita heard her wrong or she actually did say she's going to show up at a certain time, but showed up like 20 minutes earlier and Lita missed the bus that morning. And that afternoon, some of the kids on the bus were just like kind of ribbing her about it because they're like, well, you always miss the bus. And, um, so, but it uh, should arrive at the same I mean, obviously Monday's different, but it should always arrive at the same time more or less. Right. Yeah. And I, when I said to her, like, okay, I'm not mad at you, but you, you know what time the bus is supposed to pick you up on a, on a late start. You should be there always, 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 always at the time that you know you're supposed to be there. Don't ever assume that the bus is going to be a few minutes late. And you got to get out of the house. You got to get there. You know, don't fumble around with your headphones to listen to music. Do that when you get on the bus. Um, and... Just never assume that the bus is going to be late because it's going to leave you. And then, you know, you're very lucky that, you know, either Pete or I can take you. Um, but, I mean, otherwise, how are you going to get to school, hon? And um, 
I'm just so frustrated right now. I Marlo forgot her homework again yesterday, which we we had a super long talk about that over the weekend. And she, of course, I just, I'm so frustrated. That was after spending my entire day running errands that had to be run with my broken feet. <laughs> oh, man. So she forgot it, for like forgot her homework at school or forgot it at home to turn in or what? She forgot it at school. So she didn't have any of her homework that she had to do last night. Um, and and I did was, that bother her? Um, It bothered her because I was mad. Because I had, we had specifically gone over this. Like, you have to bring this home. This is what we're doing every day. We're doing a checklist to get through your homework because her grades are not good right now. And she's just being super lackadaisical about it. And I'm like, no, we're taking this seriously. And she opens her backpack and it's empty. And I am, I am in so much pain at that point. And I tried, I, I, I had tried to eat some food, and I then I ended up on the floor screaming. <laughs> and then the homework on top of it. Uh huh. Yeah. So, Marlo is Lexton. Mm-hmm. Like uh, all of that, like the checklist and the forgetting and and the lack of concern. And like with Lexton, it was never like in a disrespectful "I don't care" way, but just sort of a shrug. Oh well, I guess I forgot it kind of way mm-hmm. where I, I remember in school forgetting things and trying to like rush back and hope the school was open and oh my god they're not open what am I going to do it's going to be late if I get there early maybe I can do it like a genuine sense of panic yeah oh, yeah. Which I mean it's also probably not good but there's got to be a healthy middle between panicking and not giving a shit a sense of urgency something yeah something yeah it's it's yeah. just it's hard to get them to understand why it matters when in some regards in the bigger picture, it doesn't like nothing <laughs> terrible is going to happen because you didn't do your homework, but it's your responsibility. Like you you need to remember to bring it home. And I'll, I don't know if she's going to go through this too, but when I finally got to that point with Lexton, then it was remembering to bring it back. Yeah. Which was the most yep. frustrating because I would check his grades and it would be terrible because there's a bunch of zeros with stuff I knew we had done. So then right. trying to communicate, like, I know you don't like homework, but you spent your time on this and now you're not getting any credit for that time you spent. So I would think you'd want you'd want some credit. <laughs> I it's it is absolutely infuriating. Yeah, I, and you may be able to speak to this from a homeschooling aspect, but, you know, kids learn differently and tailoring, you know, how you teach them to the way that they learn is good for everybody. She's got four things to remember, like one, two, at most, four things. And if she can't wrap her head around those four things, how do I get her to function when she's got, when real life hits and she's not given a choice and she's got to juggle 16 things. Like, yes. Let's get you to figure out, let's figure out how you can maintain these four things 
Very simple four things. Also, I am trying to schedule my life around being next to her when she does her math homework because um, I found <laughs> I found um, a website that gives you all of the answers to the homework. <laughs> oh no! And she, has she found it? Um, no, she doesn't know how to do that. Okay. You have to have a login oh, and a, a, okay. a key code, like the the teacher sent it home, which I wish had happened last year. Um, but what I can do is she makes very very frequent mistakes because she's trying to just she's trying to jam through that shit. Yep. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. She's trying to get it over as fast as possible. So I, I am trying to sit there with her and show her that by doing that, she's making all of it as a mistake. Every single problem is wrong. She's like one number off because she just rushed through it. She knows what she's doing, but she's rushing through it so fast that every single problem is wrong. And yeah, so... Sounds so familiar. Right? So I'm trying to be there for her to wait. No, let's go back and look at each problem and you show me what you did. Um, yeah. What eventually worked for me, and this was after a long time, was getting Lexton to realize that rushing through it is faster, but ends up taking more time in the long run because then I'm going to sit down mm-hmm. and look at it and you're going to have to redo all of them. Yes. And if it's it's one thing, and I can always tell when it's something he legitimately doesn't understand or maybe misinterpreted or applied the wrong rule, like made an honest mistake versus hurried. Hurried. So if they're honest mistakes, that's fine. I get that's part of learning. But when it's clearly you rush and I say, well, look at this problem. And he'll go, okay, well, I did. Oh, yeah. And then he fixes mm-hmm. it. And then the same thing on the next one. And the next one, I'm like, just, if you just do it one time, it is always faster. Yeah. That, and that was, that continues to be something where I've just said, like, I know you don't like this homework and you find it boring. So why do you make it take longer? Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I would think you'd want to get through it quickly. Yes. But 
well so that you don't have to revisit it. Yeah, and I I think this may be one of those cases where having um, almost like a post-it note or a card or something that when we sit down, take each number one by one, Marlo. Remember that when you sit down to do your math homework. Take each number one by one and get her to calm down and slowly and read that and to remind herself that she's got to do this problem by problem, number by number. Um, yes. And the symbols. And the I, symbols. And I, I mentioned that because there were so many times where I'd find things in his homework like three times four equals seven. Like, you know, three times four, but you read it quickly as three plus four. <laughs> yeah. So let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so frustrating to get them to see the value in things they really dislike. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of time on our part too. Uh, and I'm, and of course, you know, I'm trying to make it a sense of urgency and not panic. <laughs> right. Because it's like, holy shit, I've got so much to get done. And, and you will not go back and like, uh, she, um, <laughs> she has to do an essay. It's due every Monday. I hate this. Why can't they just have it due on Friday? I hate having something due on Monday. Now, is it, it's. Is it the kind of thing that she could work on earlier in the week or does she really have to wait until the weekend? I believe, I believe they, there's a whole page of different prompts to go through what you're, what you're reading to talk about character development and plot lines and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's like 12 different prompts and each week the teacher sends home over the weekend. I want you to work on this, this one. And so I don't know if she said, I need to figure this out because Marlo is so inconsistent about bringing her shit home that I don't know. Or I just need to go in and talk to the teacher and go, I need help here. Help, 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 help. Because my child is so disorganized that I have no idea what's going on. So I now know that this thing is due on Monday and I see the prompt and she shows me the piece of paper. And I was like, hon, you're supposed to have, you're supposed to indent the second paragraph. And she says, well, I don't like paragraphs. <laughs> Okay. Oh, man. I said, it says here in the instructions, indent the second paragraph. And she said it again. She goes, but I don't like paragraphs, so I don't want to. (laughs) So she just has like one gigantic block of text? Yes. Oh, man. And I looked at her and I said, honey, you're going to be dealing with paragraphs for the rest of your life. And I, you're allowed to not like paragraphs. Absolutely. I respect your right to not like paragraphs, but you gotta, you gotta indent paragraphs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can hate them, but if it's required, you gotta, I, I always go back to that saying that you have to know the rules before you can break the rules. Like I got that a lot in college because the whole, you know, people would do all this crazy shit in papers or whatever we were working on and justify it by pointing to prominent authors who did something similar. And that was always what my professors would say is, you know, they know the rules and they're choosing to break them for very specific reasons. You can't just choose to break them because someone else broke them. Yeah. Like she, if she grows up to, to be a writer and doesn't use paragraphs, then 
I don't know who's going to read it, but she's allowed to do that. I mean, some people read William Faulkner and are really inspired by the stream of consciousness, you know, style of writing. Um, and he was very successful at it. He was the best at it. But right. yeah, I mean, a college professor is not going to accept that paper without an indented paragraph. Exactly. Indented. Yes. Yeah. And something, it's like, it's also just a hell of a hill to die on. Like just indent the damn paragraph and, <laughs> and move on. Like there's no reason to, to really fight that. Oh, yeah. Wow. How long do those have to be? Is they're, it like two they're or about three paragraphs? A, they're about a page long. Okay. So it's like two or three paragraphs. But she, uh, she also didn't like capital letters. Yeah. We, we, we ever came that, we overcame that battle a couple weeks ago. I was like, you have to capitalize the first letter of a sentence. But I don't like to do that. I'm like, I, I know. But you're going to have to deal with capital letters for the rest of your life. That's one that I've heard more and more from even adults. And I see it on Instagram and Twitter with people not capitalizing anything. And I, I don't understand it. It drives yeah, me nuts. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I see I see older people who put two spaces after a period. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't not see it. I it's so obvious. It. It's like this massive gap. Yeah. And and wasn't it I feel like you would know this because you've been involved in the web for so long. Like the the one space kind of became a necessity because it it fucks with formatting in digital form. Yeah, it used to be, it used to be that, you know, you would put two spaces after a period in when you typed things out and printed them. Right. Yeah. Because I know if you do two and then post it like on a, on a website, it can cause things to shift. So you might have a line that's like one space ahead Uh for no reason. So everything gets all, because I, I had, I had an argument about this with a client who was a web developer. He's like, I'm always going to use two spaces. I'm like, dude, you know that your whole focus is the reason that we don't do two spaces anymore because of the web. Like, you can't, you can't choose that. It's not an option. <laughs> have you read Dreyer's English? Have we I talked have about this. No. Benjamin Dreyer. He is. Um, he works for. Is it random? house or penguin fuck i should know this because it's sitting on my coffee table and he's like the head copy editor and uh it's a, it's a new york times bestseller it's called dryer's english and it's all about language and words that we use and why and punctuation and why and it's hysterical it is one of the funniest books i've ever read it just it's so fucking funny and it's uh and I want Marlo to read it <laughs> because it's all about like using things properly, but he does it in such a way that it, you're just like belly laughing at everything. Um, Dryer's English. So like all the nitpicky stuff, like Oxford commas yeah. and how to use yes. colons. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely would get into that because there's you been would, times where would, I've had Lexton reread things he's written and he's stopped mid-sentence and been like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, no. If you don't know what it's supposed to mean, no way anyone else is going to. 
<laughs> I know. Uh, you better you, you would love you would love it as a copyright or as a yeah as a copywriter um copy editor he's a copy editor that's right um my brain is just so muddled right now with well i feel like writers if writers knew all of that he probably wouldn't have to to put that book out so i should add that to lexton's curriculum for language arts i think he would probably find it funny too i hope um Nothing else, even if he finds it moderately entertaining and it is also informative, that just sort of helps my argument, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. It's been, language arts this year has been a beast and it's only, it's only September. But I found, I found a curriculum. This, I feel like we talked about this, but I was still so new to the whole homeschooling thing that I didn't really get it. But finding secular homeschool materials is not super easy. And what I've also learned is that there are kind of three categories. There's like, there's faith-based and then there's secular, but then there's faith-neutral, which I don't understand because what it basically means is in like a faith-neutral science curriculum, they don't teach evolution or creation. What? So then what happened? Like, I can't, <laughs> I don't, I really don't get it. But I finally found curriculum that is secular. That's really good. And it's giving me like enough direction to help structure it and pace it but not a, like not so much that it feels really rigid that then would lock Lexton into a routine that's not going to work. But mm-hmm. that is it. It gives me a lot of respect for public it? school teachers who are just stuck. Like who really yeah. would love to cater to all of the kids, but you can't. Like you just can't. Well, Eureka Math, which is the math that, that Marlo is doing, like, these teachers have to teach it, and I can't imagine how frustrated they are. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. But where did you find this? Um, this well, I found, I don't remember the website where I initially found it, but I'll, I'll look that up and we can link to it, because I found a website where this woman who homeschools, I believe she has a few kids, and she, she made this massive collection of secular resources because she had a lot of trouble finding them. So she just decided to compile this list. And the one that I settled on is called Oak Meadow and they're an accredited, Hmm. they're an accredited school. So I could actually enroll Lexton in classes where he would interact with his teacher, like taking an online class or you can have purchase the materials and do, do it all yourself as, as a homeschooler. And I did the homeschool route. I don't know what it looks like to do the actual with a teacher route, but I've been really impressed. I like, I like the books that he's going to be reading. I like the focus the, the his whole course is focused on the hero's journey. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like a storytelling mm-hmm. theory by this man named Joseph Campbell about, he, he looked at stories and myths and folk tales from different cultures all around the world from like, the dawn of time and found these common themes that always emerge at the same points in all of these stories. Oh yeah. 
Right, right. Which, as soon as I explained this to Lexton, his immediate response was that it's going to ruin books and movies forever because they're all going to seem the same. (laughs) Which is fair. Guess what? It's going to ruin Christianity for you too. Sorry. (laughs) But I, like, I know the hero's journey. I mean, it's something that I've kind of always got in the back of my mind. And I thought that it would be an interesting way for him to kind of embrace literature. And it's a mixture of, of fiction and nonfiction and poetry. And they overlap some of these things. And it's just, it's very comprehensive and and secular which is if you don't want secular curriculum that's fine but it's so damn hard to find it if you do right right Ugh. i didn't realize it was going to be that big of a hurdle to find to find good secular curriculum yeah i i had no idea that it would be that i mean i knew in the back of my head that uh that most homeschooling is sort of religious Sort of. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I didn't realize it would be that hard just to find. Well, and I think it's, cha- I think historically it's been very religious and I think it's shifting. And I honestly, if I lived closer to a city, like I, I mean, I have friends who live like in Portland or in New York and they're like, oh yeah, there's huge secular groups and you can join them. And, but I, that doesn't exist in my right. conservative white suburb it's just not a thing i'm gonna i'm gonna get so much shit for this but bring it on if i were if i were ever to go the homeschooling route i would want to make sure like if i if i joined a group i would want to make sure that the kids were vaccinated the kids were vaccinated that's yes you're definitely gonna get shit for that i'm gonna get so much shit for that but I will say that when Lita was born, everybody was talking about, well, you know, preschool and this and this and this, but, you know, I homeschool. But back then when Lita was just born, like all of the homeschooling parents were anti-vaxxers. So most of them that I knew about. So I I have to ask because I'm not, I don't tend to follow this conversation super closely. Are, are people who are anti-vaxxers, like, anti-all vaccinations or just some? Or does it depend? It depends. Interesting. Um, yeah. Because uh, I know there was, there was something happening. I think it was in Florida. I'm going to make some shit up here because I don't fully remember. This was a little while ago. But I feel like they were proposing a law or discussing a law that would force vaccinations in the state well, of Florida. Huh? I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I, to go to public school, you have to have vaccinations, which is why a lot of people homeschool because they don't want to vaccinate their kids. Um, right. Well, you have to have some, but even homeschool, like you don't necessarily have to have every single one. There's some leniency. That's why yeah. I'm curious. I mean, there, there must just be a mix. There must be some people who are absolutely opposed to all vaccinations, period. There are. Yes. Those are extreme cases. And, well, not necessarily extreme because there was, there was some, there's some people who really believe all that. I saw a news, I saw a headline today about the fact that 
we are no longer like they grade countries in terms of like um, the number of measles outbreaks and, and whatnot. And we've been taken off a list, like the good list, <laughs> um, because of all the, the measles cases, um, which I don't get me started because I, I actually had to, I, I wrote a huge piece about this when it was happening because, um, there was a huge measles outbreak at the time when, when Marlo was, um, when I was pregnant with Marlo in Southern California and, um, you can't get even the, so the, the measles vaccination, I believe there's three rounds of it. Um, and it's hard. I, I don't even remember cause it was so long ago, but you can't get the first one until you're like nine or 10 months old. Right. This and is the so, MMR, right? Measles, yeah, Monster, the MMR. yeah. And so I, I wrote a huge piece about it because I, I was friends with a few people who wanted to modify the schedule of vaccinations for their children because of the concern of how many they were giving them all at once. Yes. Just modify the schedule a little bit. And I understood like, I understood them. I, they still wanted to give them vaccinations. They just wanted to spread it out just a little bit. And they, they worked with their doctors and the doctors worked on a schedule. And I, I understood that, but I like my, the thing that I got adamant about was like, if I am sitting in a doctor's office with my six month old baby and your child walks in and has measles, fuck you. <laughs> right. I, I can't get my child vaccinated against this disease that you just brought in. If you chose not to vaccinate your child against this deadly disease. And yeah, I'm going to get so much shit for that one too. Sorry, but I feel very strongly about vaccinations. Science is real. <laughs> Science is real. Just not about the climate. That's all just a hoax. Yeah. We didn't even touch on that. It's been a big, it's been a big week for climate change. It's been a big week and Donald Trump got trolled by Greta. I, I was going to ask if you saw that. <laughs> he made that. I don't, I wish I could remember what his tweet said, but something like after she gave her speech at the, at the UN, Mm -hmm. that she sounds like a really wonderful and happy girl who's excited for her future or something to that effect. That was a total dick remark. And then she just copied it and put it into her Twitter bio, which is exactly so brilliant. That oh, speech man. that she gave about it, about climate change was she's got more fucking balls than any person sitting in Congress, period, period. Oh yeah. And I just felt, I felt as sad as it was and as like really like somber as that speech was, I felt triumphant in the fact that somebody had the balls to say it, to oh, almost yeah. scream it. Yeah. Yep. And, and what she's feeling is exactly what our kids are going through. Like she is basically a voice of a generation of kids who are fucking terrified. Yeah. Because they have seen the results of the destruction that's been occurring mm -hmm. for decades. I will say though, since we're on briefly on the topic, I've also been seeing a lot of people calling for more attention put on these other kids because it was, it was her and like 15 others, right. That, um, filed against, I think so. Countries, oh, yes, yes. But she's like the only one that people are talking about. And I, I think she's great and it's nothing against her. But what a lot of people are saying is it, it's a lot to put all of that on one 16 year old. 
mm-hmm. especially when there's others who are marching beside her. Like, let's put them all in the spotlight so that this can spread even farther rather than just one person. I think part of it is something about her specifically is really, really irritating a lot of older white men. It is. Yeah. It's, great. <laughs> they, it's so great. They just have to say something about her. They can't help themselves because she irritates them in a way that they that she doesn't have a right to irritate me this way. So I'm going to I'm going to publicly attack her. Um, it's yeah. it's so backward because I mean the same thing happened like after Parkland when kids started to speak out and the first thing that everyone says is well they're brainwashed by their parents or by the left. But then we also spend so much time talking about how kids are brilliant and independent thinkers until they say something you don't like then they're not like suddenly Greta must not feel that way it's her parents no it's maybe the fact that we fucked up our planet and she wants a place to live like I it just it's it's infuriating like as soon as they have any kind of opinions that disagree people just write them off as immature or bought off yeah it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. So there we go. I guess we did touch on climate change. We had to, though. It's everywhere now. <laughs> it's at the dinner table talking about it every night. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, They're yeah. worried. They have every right to be. Oh, 100%. I've got to go find something to take away this pain. <laughs> well, you made, made it the whole hour, so that's good. <laughs> Maybe the whole hour without moaning. Um, I may have moaned a couple times. Quietly. Small Quietly. moans. Yeah. Well, hopefully Coco uh, is is well, too. Yeah. We'll have to, you'll have to update on that later this week. I will. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be sure to post something on Instagram about her, too. Although, I don't know if I want people to see just how bad her eye looks right now we and we we've taken care of her eye we've medicated it we like we're taking care like we're washing it out like it's all good it's just kind of sad oh i'm sure yeah Yeah. as always we would love to hear your um dog pound stories your um homeschooling stories your vaccination stories your global warming stories um (laughs) real light topics like topics how did you get your child to bring her homework home did you attach your did you attach your teenager to the bus so that she would never miss it (laughs) (laughs) Um, you can reach us at stories at manicramblings.com and online twitter facebook and instagram at manicramblings and patreon and patreon patreon.com slash manicramblings Until next time, take it number by number, symbol by symbol. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.